This is Town Square Sunday On Demand. And now, 1420 WBSM's Jim Phillips. Good morning and welcome to Town Square Sunday. I'm your host, Jim Phillips. Each year at this time, we pause to reflect on the year that's ending and also take a look at the future that hopefully will be a positive one for the region. Uh, helping me with that chore is Reverend David Lima, the Executive Minister of the Inner Church Council of Greater New Bedford, and Rabbi Raphael Cantor, the spiritual leader of the Tiferet Israel Synagogue in New Bedford. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Great to be here. Well, four years in, the COVID virus, the COVID-19 virus, is still with us. Cases on the increase. This past year, I came down with COVID. And uh, believe me, I really go out. I, You know, I'm not around a lot of people. Uh, but uh, COVID did hit me and hit, hit my family, actually. All three of us had COVID. Um, how has uh, COVID impacted the people that you love, the ones that you serve, and your own life? I guess we'll start with Reverend Lima. You have not yet caught COVID, is that right? No, I haven't had the joyous opportunity to experience <laughs> it, uh, and uh, I pray I never do, mm-hmm. but I've had, uh, uh, it, it has run through my family, uh, my wife, my my kids, my grandkids um, mm. have all experienced COVID to various degrees, um, and members of the church and all. We've had friends uh, that have passed due to COVID uh, yeah. and or some, some extreme because of it, and uh, it has been difficult. Uh, and then even the work in the community and, and in the church, it's, uh, it has definitely affected how people have been, and uh, especially around gatherings. We still don't have uh, everyone back in the church, still people who are watching us virtually. Sure. So it has definitely uh, affected life uh, these days. How about uh, you, Rabbi Cantor? Same, pretty much? Uh, yeah, uh, most, most of my family members have had COVID, except for my daughter. Uh, in terms of the synagogue, uh, up until... Actually, fairly recently, we had no COVID cases among congregants, or if they did, they got it from outside the synagogue, Um, and we've had a couple of more. It's definitely gone up, but it hasn't impacted us uh, in a significant way at this point. We we are now, the new normal is for us to have in-person services and also, well, basically everything's hybrid. Uh, at the minimum, you know, at the minimum, we're on Zoom for anything like classes or services. Maximally, all our services at this point are in person and Zoom. What's interesting is it's actually led to an uptick in attendance to <laughs> services because we offer the two possibilities. And obviously, uh, f- especially for people who are, you know, in their late 80s, 90s, who don't want to get out, they can come to services via Zoom. So we've had an unintended benefit from COVID. The vaccine does offer protection, but as we have seen, even if you get the shot, uh, there's no guarantee you won't get COVID, or the people you know uh, um, won't get COVID. Um uh, of the people that you know and around most of the day, have they been vaccinated? Many people still, or, uh, or, or are many people still expressing skepticism about the vaccine? Um, um, how about you, Reverend Lima? 
well, you do still have uh, skeptics. There's no getting it. Um, and I personally have uh, got friends and, and uh, folks that I know that were skeptics and got it. Some, it was mild cases, some that were hospitalized for uh, a few weeks. One who was a very close friend that I've known for, for years, uh, they actually didn't think he was going to survive and, and come out of the hospital, but he did, gratefully. Um, I've also seen those that have been, um, uh, and, and, and we did have, like I said, some some uh, extended friends and family that, that did pass that were skeptics. Uh, but I do also have a lot of folks that have taken the vaccines. Uh, we work with what we refer to here as the Vaccine Connect. It's about seven of uh, the nonprofits in the area that help uh, to educate and promote vaccines. And I can tell you that New Bedford right now is at uh, 69.9% people vaccinated, at least with one shot, if not uh, the full battery of uh, shots and boosters and, and all. Mm. Um, so you still have a lot of skepticism. I mean, they were hoping to have 70% the first year. Um, so, it, it, you know, again, I think between the politics of it and, uh, and whatnot, uh, depending on where you are, uh, there is still all that that still, still is out there. Uh, Rabbi Cantor, I want to talk to you about hate crimes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I was reading an article uh, this week that said that hate crimes around the country are increasing, and uh, I wondered if uh, what your feeling is about our local area here. Are we still seeing um, some things that uh, make us uh, angry, uncomfortable? Um, uh, is it as bad as some other areas? Because uh, in other parts of Massachusetts, there have been some noticeable uh, uh, incidents. What about here? So let me let me just talk. You know, closer to to where I where I'm knowledgeable. Anti-Semitism has. Uh, grown at an exponential rate um there are uh there are it, it is clear it's being tracked uh hate crimes uh, hate crimes in general are up anti-semitism off the charts so wh- why is it that anti-semitism among the different kinds of hatred uh seems to be up i always tell people uh jews are the canary in the coal mine okay if we're if they're up with us it's just a matter of time before marginalized groups that's immigrants that's trans people that's uh, homosexuals uh uh gay people excuse me and and uh that just means that they're going to be experiencing it at at high rates as well um uh, fortunately and i i am very happy to say in our area uh, anti-Semitism is uh, is 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 not at a, at a high point as with the rest of the con- country. I don't know if it's just people here have a better balance in terms of seeing the world. I don't know if it's the fact that so many different groups here are immigrants, as you know, in terms of making up New Bedford and the greater area. But but whatever it is, it, it's it's really been uh, 
I can speak in terms of being the only synagogue in New Bedford. It's been negligible to nil. Um, so that speaks well of our area. The rest of the country, unfortunately, it's a much more dangerous and uh, an upsetting situation. I had a, a friend of mine uh, tell me how his son was saying, you know, that he didn't know if he wanted to be Jewish because he felt so, the kid, the teenager felt so threatened where he lived. Uh, he was in a southern part of the country, and it's clear that the threat and the sense of being threatened is very much in the lives of uh, adolescents. And we've got to remember that they tend to be, you know, they're, they're sensitive, they're, you know, they, they're having to deal with certain issues in school. So uh, as much as I can speak highly among our area, I am getting uh, feedback that it is a real problem and yeah. it is really uh, affecting the Jewish community directly. So, so is education the only way we can turn this around? I mean, uh, you know, I know uh, it's a complicated question, and uh, we don't really have time for a complicated answer, but what can we do about this? Oh, well, I, I'll tell you what c- could be done right away. Um, uh, when a president sits down with a Nazi, that when political leaders don't unequivocally, unequivocally reject such kinds of actions, uh, that becomes a breeding ground for anti-Semitism. It's very simple. The people who hate Jews feel empowered when the political leaders among us do not respond vigorously to that threat. I, I you know, education becomes the the. Um, uh, it becomes a distraction. Education can mean anything. Um, what what I know works is when political leaders are literally being very clear that they don't accept such hatred, that they don't accept violence as a means to dealing with such hatred, uh, and without that, uh, it's going to confess. It's going to fester and grow. So I, I don't know that the answer is is actually not simple. Um, uh, I, it, all right, so let's say my answer goes 60 to 70 percent to, to dealing with the situation. That's a pretty good, that would be a pretty good hit rate if you could, uh, you know, lower the temperature uh, in terms of, uh, again, those people feeling empowered that they can go out, uh, with, with, express their hatred and not feel a sense of paying that there are any consequences to such kinds of hatred. You're listening to Town Square Sunday. My guests are Reverend David Lima of the Inner Church Council of Greater New Bedford and Rabbi Raphael Cantor of the Tepereth Israel Synagogue in New Bedford. Uh, the economy uh, seems to be uh, stepping up just a bit. Uh, nationally, we've had some hits because of inflation and other issues. Uh, and part of it, certainly, uh, Russia's war with Ukraine. Um, but uh, it does seem to be picking up just a bit. A lot of people lost their jobs during COVID. Uh, many have uh, come back. Some have come back to the office. Uh, and uh, things appear to be getting a little better. Now, that's from where I sit. I wonder if uh, Reverend Lima has that same, that same feeling. Um, well, yes, I do think things are getting a little better, but I'm I'm going to give you a twist that you're probably not expecting. 
I think part of the problem we have with our economy uh, goes back to some of the things that the rabbi was just talking about. Hey, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I'll explain why I'll say that. I think that you have uh, a Congress that refuses to work with each other. I don't care who's in charge, uh, because all we're trying to do is undermine the person that is in the presidency, whether it was Obama or Trump or now Biden, uh, we try to undermine rather than try to work together. And uh, there are things that can be done. Now, not everybody's policy is going to work perfectly, but we tend to not want to do anything together so that we can get our party forward. Uh, And we are seeing the extremes. We're seeing the extremes in, in the parties that that perpetrate a lot of the fears, uh, the hate that gets generated, um, you know, so that you people are being vilified that shouldn't be vilified, and we've got people that are being praised that shouldn't be praised, like the Marjorie Greens of the world and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it Until we learn that we are all in this together, uh, and start working with one another until we try to bring people together for cooperation. That's the difficulty that we have right now. If you can identify somebody and you categorize them, you can marginalize them. And that is a dangerous place that we're in. So the economy is doing better. I do believe that. But at the same time, we're still in a fragile state. And why? Because again, we don't necessarily cooperate to get the best we can out of our government and the best we can out of our our future. We are trying to position ourselves so that our party, our position, our beliefs are going to be the ones that lead the country or lead the local community or lead whoever, whatever our opinions are, no matter what level of government or community we're in. That's where we've got to change. And that takes hard it's not just education it's actually relationship that that makes that difference uh, everybody knows that uh well i should i shouldn't say everybody but uh, one of the key issues in new bedford is housing and that is a very very difficult issue to crack um poor people need more affordable housing and that's that's it we need to find better places for people to live and uh, we have to find a way to make it affordable. Um, Reverend Lima, you know folks who are involved in this. I'm speaking, uh, you know, Carl Alves and others who are involved in this housing issue. There are no quick answers for sure. And there are no easy answers. you got to get a place, you've got to find a site for housing, and then you've got to build it. And it's uh, it's a tough problem, isn't it? It is. And again, the one thing we have to realize is that uh, New Bedford is a microcosm uh, as a large city in the South Coast, uh, the largest city on the South Coast. Big cities have this issue multiplied more than we do. Uh, And housing is a problem across the country, if we read correctly. One of the issues we have in New Bedford that makes this even multiplied is the fact that we are a large number of people in a very small um, land mass uh, area. So being able to put up a lot more housing in this city is 
is uh, difficult at best. Um, and it, that's the problem that most cities have. New Bedford has somewhere close to 13 or 14 percent of uh, low, you know, subsidized housing. Uh, some of the surrounding towns don't even crack 5%. Rochester only has 0.5%. Um, this is a regional problem, not just uh, a New Bedford problem, uh, but sometimes because we say, well, we can't handle it on our own, uh, we're not doing anything about it that we need to, and that's our government leaders, and they should be looking to expand housing and look to the future to prepare for it. Uh, but for a while there, we were doing... If, 250 uh, apartments were coming online every year um, 10, 15, 20 years ago. We haven't had that in 10 years. Hmm. That means we have gone, we've regressed, not progressed. Um, and we've got to figure it out. And it's not just low-income housing, because if you've got some other housing that can be made, then you've got people that can move from where they are into something better giving more room for people to come in at the lower level of uh, income. Um, but it's definitely something that has to be looked at, and it's got to be more than just the city. It's got to be the region. It's got to be the state that starts uh, creating this atmosphere of being able to build what's necessary for people to be able to live in. Reverend Cantor, any thoughts about uh, about affordable housing? Uh, I just echo what Reverend Lima has has said. We do need to invest in, in, you know, uh, reasonable cost housing. Yeah, yeah, reasonable cost housing. And uh, I I do think that he's he's really on the the right track there with with saying it's a matter of will. Um, there's plenty. There, there are plenty of resources that we could use to address this. We, we supported a whole country during COVID, okay, with, with billions upon billions of dollars. We can make the same kind of investment in low cost or, or middle cost housing. And uh, again, it is a matter of will. Amen. You know, the scene is. Uh, is really not all bad. Uh, offshore wind uh, is inching closer. A south Coast rail is almost here. Um, you get the sense, in New Bedford at least, with the people of New Bedford, that people are willing to help one another. Uh, and this may not hold for all, all other parties, some elected politicians, all of that, but the people of New Bedford seem willing to help one another, which I think is a, a wonderful trait they've had for many, many years here, uh, the people I'm talking about. Um, but uh, clearly, uh, um, you know, it's, 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 2023 should be a little brighter, shouldn't it? Uh, why don't we start with Rabbi Cantor? Oh, I think, it, I think we are really looking at um, a wonderful future with uh, with I think with great expectation and rightfully so with all these wonderful things coming happening and I think you Jim you're talking about the people it's really the people who define a region and uh, people are hard working they are committed to their families around here and uh, I think that's paying you know that will pay dividends down the road I I only hope that that you know we were a a, a very 
well-kept secret, and now that secret is is going to get out, and that could mm. make even greater the pressures on housing and other other areas. All the more why we need to invest in housing as quickly as possible, because we are poised uh, to really take off as an area um, in, in on so many levels. And 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 you're right; it starts with the people. So I I would just uh, I I just want to say though that that um, another piece of this, and I, I'll say the faith community's small piece in this is, is that we are united in many ways uh, around our values. And I think, uh, you know, I have, I've always felt very proud of the relationships that have been forged, especially through the Interchurch Council uh, between members of different faiths. I think we all feel supported by each other, and I think that also is something to add to this picture. Uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to the new year and the year coming up because I think uh, I think we are just going to look at a very, what I hope is a very bright period uh, for every single citizen of New Bedford. Reverend Lima, yes, sir. Um, what are your thoughts about uh, about the upcoming year? Well, I would first or, start out. Maybe not so much. Well, no. See, that's the whole point behind the faith business. We have faith things are going to get better. We have faith that even though there's going to be challenges, that we can rise to the challenges. And if we don't rise over the wave, then we go through the wave. But we will continue to do it. Uh, there are challenges, and then there, you know, and I don't make light of that. But the thing is, is if we're not hoping for better, then we'll never get better. And if we're not working towards that end, uh, we won't get there. Part of what the rabbi was saying, I wholeheartedly agree. I actually, I agree with everything he said, but especially it's it's got to start with us individually. It's not. You know, we can blame things on our political leaders. We can blame things on business leaders. Uh, we can blame things on a lot of things. But there are things that you and I can do, that the listeners can do, that each of us, period, can do every day to make things better. And that's just to be more considerate of one another, uh, to be mindful of the people that we see that things are going kind of tough and reach out a, a, a supportive hand, give them a, a supportive word. Um, and, you know, the struggles that exist, instead of complaining about them, let's see what we can do jointly to work towards better end. Um, that's, I think, one of the biggest things that I'm always encouraging everybody. You don't like what's going on? Great. Let's work together to make it better, uh, because we can get better. We History shows that we can get better, and uh, there's ebbs and flows all the time. Um, and, and, you know, we may be at a low point in our history at the moment between the economy and everything else, but we're still not as low as past histories, you know, the, the depression and, you know, the Spanish flu killed um, millions of people more than what we've just dealt with, with COVID. So we can overcome this wars that have existed. You know, Ukraine is a scary prospect in terms of what could happen in, in, in Europe and everything else, but we've had bigger wars. We can get through this if we do it together, if we are mindful of one another, and, uh, and that's, that's where our faith uh, and what we believe our Creator wants us to do. My thanks to uh, Reverend David Lima and Rabbi Raphael Cantor for their participation today. Happy holidays to you both.
and uh, stay well. Thank you. And you too. You too. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Town Square Sunday will continue in just a moment.